see disappeared. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. I'm so super excited today because we are going to do a kickoff of the Freedom Broadcasters live stream. As you all know, we've been doing a Saturday noon. So we thought we really need to up our game because there's so much that we have to share, so much truth, so much confusion out there. So we created only for you a Tuesday live stream at this time. And as usual, it will be a live stream international where we're coming from different parts of the world. And uh, so welcome. And now I pass it on to Hartmut and we will just, each of us will introduce ourselves and introduce our podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Grace. Yes, welcome to our uh, second uh, Freedom Broadcasters Live International. This time we are from uh, several countries. We are from, uh, Zahi is from Sydney, Australia. Jane is from uh, Toronto, Canada. Mary from Jacksonville, Florida, US. And Carl is from Dublin, Ireland. And Grace, of course, uh, like you know, Princeton. from Princeton, New Jersey. So this time we are going to introduce us to this um, live stream because our task is to bring also very interesting guests on this show. And uh, especially as several of us in this group have a specific background concerning health and also concerning spirituality. So we try to focus this a little bit in this direction, but we also have, uh, will also talk about other topics uh, which are concerned to the truth and um, nothing else. Uh, so uh, sometimes it, likes, it takes a little bit of courage to, to listen to us because uh, I think in, on this conspiracy theory list, we are in the Champions League here. And um, for this reason, thank you very much for joining us. And um, yes, and now we can start with introduction. Um, I give the word to Jane, please tell us about your podcast. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Jane Marquis, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a homeopath from Ontario, Canada. My podcast is Empowered Health uh, because I believe that health comes from the inside and we need to have a paradigm shift into taking control of our own health and being responsible for the health that we have and who we are and to realize how powerful we really are. And so that's what my podcast is all about. Who's next? Anyone who wants to come in next? Zahi, do you want to talk? Hello, everyone. My name is Zahi Georges. Uh, my podcast is called the MCC, which stands for the Modern Christian Collective. Um, uh, primarily, we have guests from all walks of life, uh, predominantly from our uh, Chaldean and Assyrian Christian community in uh, Sydney and Australia. And, uh, you know, our purpose is to preserve our culture, but at the same time, deal with current events, um, both in health and spirituality. Pass it over. To Carl, maybe. <laughs> okay, my name's uh, Carl Moore. I'm a 
physicist, I have a PhD in physics, and I'm also a homeopath. Uh, a lot of my background was developing instrumentation to uh, measure the interaction of light and water, and homeopathy also has to do with energy and water. Uh, the name of my podcast is the Maiden Nature Podcast, and the main thrust of that is is trying to understand what is natural and what isn't natural. Um, sometimes we believe that man is uh, now unnatural, uh, and this is um, this is not a good way to view us view ourselves. I think um, it's important to understand what we are, our true nature in this world, uh, in order to have true health. So that's that's my kind of objective. Thanks. And, now, and I'll, yes. I'll, I'll jump in here. And uh, my podcast is Mindful Empowerment. I'm a pharmacist, so I have that kind of classic um, Western education background, you know, worked in different settings and along the lines have come across some more holistic and alternative um, health views that I think are important to incorporate into your health. So on my podcast, we look at um, health from a holistic perspective, um, considering your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, and looking into things that might not be addressed in any kind of a mainstream setting, um, getting to the root cause of disease, et cetera, things along that line. Wonderful. Thank um, you. Grace, Grace oh. do you want to right now? Oh, yeah, sure. So I am Grace Asagra, and that's the name of my podcast is Quantum Nurse Out of the Rabbit Hole from Stress to Bliss. So my education comes primarily originally from indigenous education, because that's what I grew up. You grew up in the Philippines, immersed in indigenous healing arts. So then, but I'm also interested in science. So I became a registered nurse. However, I went beyond the traditional Western science of nursing. I went into the whole energy medicine. And I do believe that anything and everything affects health and that we're all frequencies. So it's just but important to have conversations like what we're doing now. So that's quantum nurse. So, Nazi. Now, earlier, just when we were you can't hear me. Okay, now you can hear me? Okay, my name is Herbert Schumacher from Bavaria, Germany. My podcast is called Go Your Own Path. And I like to say uh, you cannot overstep, you cannot overtake someone if you follow, the, if, if you follow in his footsteps. And my idea is to encourage people to, to create their own perception of this world and uh, it can be spiritual it can be uh, alternative it's it's it were it's come from alternative politics alternative economics alternative news and alternative and alternative health and uh, the intention is that the people start to th to think again and uh, don't yeah don't follow too much the mainstream and um, in that moment, we are directly, I want to directly jump in in, um, in a subject. For example, we say about in this subject of this course here, of this interview is um, health in a new world order. And um, I want to talk about um, the amazing Polly, which made a very good, um, a very good podcast in July 2020 about, uh, um, about torture. 
and she asked, is this torture? And um, because we are living in a world where we cannot live in a free way. And um, because of the lockdown situation and the measurements where we, which we can find everywhere, everywhere on this, uh, on this world, in this world. And um, the interesting thing is what she found out is she, she read the, um, the Amnesty International report from 1975. And in this Amnesty International report, there is uh, the Joe Biden report mentioned from 1956. And the interesting thing is that this report explains the situation or the measurements which were taken by um, China and North Korea to transform the population in a communist regime. And if, if you think and if you see these measurements, for example, isolations, to be bored, to get the whole the whole time the, the same food, or to get um, uh, to be present, to have fear concerning existence, and all these psychological, these non-touching torture system, you can, if you want to see it with your eyes, with the perception, you can find directly today. And um, the situation is that a habit took 66 days in order to become a normal habit, what we have already. So, and we are now in, for one year in lockdown. And um, the interesting thing is also that our um, uh, hippocamp uh, hippocampus, mm -hmm. Jane, is this a hippo hippocampus, the, the thymus gland? Yeah. And this pr uh, pr produce a protein. And you need this, do you yes? mean you do mean pituitary? Pituitary, yes. The yeah. um, directly here in the brain. The yes, pituitary, and this is very essential. And this is very important for the producing of the BNDF, the brain-derived naturopathic um, factor. It's a protein, and this protein is very important. For for the neurons and for structuring and organizing your daily life, and if you are the whole time in a lockdown, then the produ producing the production will decrease. It's like post-traumatic war syndrome, or for example, long depressions, etc. And then it's very difficult to get uh, normal things done to 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 organize your daily life. So it is very important that also the situation in this lockdown that we do healthy um, exercises in order to, for example, walk for, for five minutes or run for five minutes or for 30 seconds and then walk again in order to increase the protein production so that we have the possibility to, um, to organize our life, to have the, the power to organize it because we know what we have to do. But normally, we don't have the power to do it. And for this reason, it is very important that we get the power back in order to get our things done. This was the introduction. So thank you so much. And who wants next? Jane, do you have any subject for any, any suggestions for what the people can do? Oh, well, I think that 
it's so important for us just to question everything. And for me, it's always about let's follow the money. And when I first watched Thrive One and again, Thrive Two, it becomes very obvious where all the money is being funneled. And just that alone, you know, makes you question what's going on and why, you know? And I think that's what I constantly am searching for and questioning. And, and when I take control of my own health and I actually rarely go to a doctor. I haven't been to a doctor for years unless it's an emergency, but I take control of my own health. My own mind is usually the reason that I'm stressed and causing an illness in my own body. And so I haven't actually paid into the system for years, but I just want other people to know that they can do that as well. And, and that's taking back your power. And I would also say not to be afraid of disease, which we've actually been programmed to be really afraid of. And it's part of the reason that we're so easily manipulated at this time. And um, can you can you more describe how they can get the courage? Because the I said um, and a normal somewhere normally we go for 40 hour, 40 hours a week to work. Yeah, we came back exhausted. We uh, try to make some dinner and then we are exhausted and watch TV and that's it. So um, and then many people have watched the TV and. Um, And then we, they start to look at something like us, yeah. And the question is, how can they? And they are in the system. They are present in a system. And to get out of the system, how can you encourage them to get out more of the system so that they can see how they can do it? Yeah, like I've had several podcasts because this is one of the things that I really want to share. And the one yesterday was about how to get de-stress in two to three minutes a day. And if you can do that several times a day, you when you when you do deep breathing, meditation, all those things, what they do is put you into a parasympathetic uh, system instead of sympathetic, where fight or flight, fear, where we're easily programmable and you know. Um, we can we're impressionable but when you go into a parasympathetic through deep breathing which you know you can do just uh four in and six out for 10 breaths several times a day it puts you into a place where you can listen to your own inner heart and your own inner intuition because you're in a calm state of mind and we're we're connected to our heart we're connected to our intuition And we're far more connected to what feels right and what feels wrong. And we are also connected to empower ourselves with what are the answers for us, you know, if it has to do with our health. We're paying attention to our own inner being. And that will guide us as to what needs to be done. And this is also very important because, for example, in our brain, we have Well, we can um, divide the brain frequencies in five main frequencies, which is alpha state, beta, beta one, delta, and theta state. And the problem is, if you are stressed, or if we are stressed, and or have many many times this mobile phone on our head, the um, 
the 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 um, the harmony between these uh, frequencies is disturbed, and we have the feeling that we are not ourselves. So we have to find a way to harmonize these frequencies again. And this is, for example, by meditation, by taking a bath, by um, by going in the forest and and uh, walk through the forest, etc. So this is very important, so that you can, so that you have the feeling that you can think again. Otherwise, you think the whole things, the whole time things you do, which are not, which have nothing to do with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, I know we're going to be on this call for an hour and a half, and I've got my feet on a grounding mat so that I'm connected to the earth and and recharging at the same time as we're doing something. And I also do deep breathing the whole time. Um, I'm very into mind-body medicine and homeopathy like Carl is. Um, so. Okay. So you want Carl? to give to Carl? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to give to Carl. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of things going through my mind and it, um, our mental state is extremely important because um, that affects the body. And that ties in with understanding who we really are. But I think it's also, there's so much information out there nowadays. Um, uh, and, and the informa information changes. Um, it changes so often that sometimes I think um, this is has all the protocol of a psych, psych war, um, psychological war. And um, because it's very hard to find yourself and that can cause a lot of stress. Um, so... How do you navigate this information? And I think what Jane is saying, it's um, when you look inwards, <clears throat> rather than trying to world, trying to change the world outside because it keeps changing all the time. And the answer is is in grounding yourself and making that connection uh, and, and realizing your capabilities, uh, accepting that you may not know the, the best way forward, but you can you can sense it uh, uh, even to intend that can you can have a huge effect on your health and your day and your outlook. So um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. Is if we have a, a roadmap, um, and this is something that one has to make oneself from you know trial and experience uh, by testing the waters uh, and verifying information. So this is this is also part of this podcast. It's not to kind of get all lost in conspiracy, but actually to um, talk about these things and put them in in context. Um, and and that doesn't mean to negate any of this. Like I, I recently had someone, I was asked to talk to them because they were beside themselves uh, with the information that's going on. You know, uh, really heavy stuff, and they were very upset. And, uh, you know, from what the vaccinations can do to uh, Bill Gates, you know, the whole thing. And I just said, yep, instead of going, um, oh, yeah, no, you're wrong. It's not that bad. I just said, yep, you're right. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, in other words, it's like we can't wallow in this information. We have to kind of see ourselves accepted with respect to ourselves and then make a decision where we want to be with it and then move on. Otherwise, it'll keep on gnawing away at us. Uh, uh, and I think indecision, not knowing uh, when you can go out, when you can start your business up, when your kids can go back to school, 
it's continually gnawing away at your energy and you have to you have to draw a line in that you have to you have to decide somewhere for your own mental stability and health so that's uh kind of my take on it yeah and oh sorry i i I just was gonna say carl i totally agree and change comes from within each of us so not to be caught in the vortex but just to ground and the change happens in each of us as we become empowered and uh, important to to understand is that, for example, in the situation in which we are right now, there are three main fears. The first fear is, for example, fear against the virus itself. So there are many elder people who have fear to get to get infected and to get and to die by this fear. Yeah, and there are many people, also young people, who have this fear. Children, especially. Yeah. Then there is the fear of the existence, and the situation is they they want to they want to survive, they want to survive, and they want to have a healthy life, and they take everything what they can do in order to have a healthy life. Yeah, take the vaccination, yeah, make distance, yeah, uh, wear masks. Yeah, so this is the fear of these people. Then there is the fear of the people who have um, fear concerning her existence. This is, for example, uh, the shop owners. And the shop owners, they only want to survive. They don't care about the coronavirus so much anymore because their main fear is the survival of the business. And there's the focus on it. And then there are the people who have fear about the future because they have other information about um, the viruses and about the situation, how it is right now. And And they don't care about the coronavirus they care more about maybe about the existence of, of the shop owners, but they are also separated. And now we have three group, three divided groups who work only in their circle, but they do not interact each other anymore. And this is um, very important to understand because you can only survive this kind of things by getting in by getting into action again yeah this is uh, and it's very interesting to have people from all over the world on one live stream but the problem is you need to get in contact with your neighbors with your with your local people because they are the one who can support you yeah we can only support you for example from if you are for example in in uh, Thailand, I can only support you by good thoughts from Germany, and that's it. So you have to, so you have to find people in your local area, with whom you can, da- da- uh, with whom you can, have secret meetings. Yeah, those are secret meetings with whom you can communicate. Let's say how would you how and how the communicate looks like. You can imagine yourself. Thank you. So. Mary, would you like to? Yeah, yeah, so far we've touched on a variety of things from uh, lockdowns to mental health to what can we do to get out of it. And chances are someone who's listening to this right now you know, probably has some extra time and is has the awareness to go and research some alternate perspective. So how, you know, so there's different groups of people. There's people who are going along, only watching the mainstream, just doing what they're told, doing the conventional paradigm. And then there's there's other people who are 
you know, different phases of this. So Jane, I love what you brought up with the breathing and that's something that, you know, you can do to be more mindful um, and the grounding mat and, and things like that. So I, I think if you're, you know, if you already are familiar with, with these things, you know, what can you do to increase your own, um, you know, mindfulness, take your power back by, you know, not being afraid, like we were talking about the things that keep us in fear and then reach out to the people who haven't even heard, you know, heard of some of the things we're talking about today and help them and help the people in your community and get together and um, be creative um, depending on what your restriction level is and you know what is going on in um, your city or your country. I think we're all about finding solutions or about finding truth, um, taking our power back and not being afraid. So I think trying to, you know, brainstorm and think of things that we can, we can do um, is important. And then also reaching out to the people that, you know, you live with and you're in conversation with, um, so we don't just keep, you know, going along another two weeks, another year, you know, another five years of, of lockdown, and then what's next? And we have all yeah, I agree. I agree totally with everyone, and uh, especially what Mary's saying just there. I think um, since the lockdown, since COVID came out, um, there's been and and Hartman talked about. I think you all talked about the fact that you know we are being pushed into a state of fear and the society of fear and the way that we fight back and take our take control back is actually looking after ourselves um you know i've one of my old mentors taught me a while back you know there's four key areas to look at in your life if you want to if you want to get real balance and that's you know look at your family relationship look at your spiritual side look at your physical and look at your financial you know and since covid came out personally i've i've really honed in on that and looked at, okay, how can I improve each section? And committing to basically um, doing something for your mind every day. So that might be reading a book uh, that, that you know, increases your intelligence um, spiritually. Maybe that's meditating, praying, and also physically that's going to the gym or doing some exercise. Um, I've got that on my back wall here, mind, body, and spirit. So every day I do something positive for that. And that's how... I keep control and I encourage people to, 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 to keep in control because we all know, and my father spent his whole life studying diseases, that, um, you know, the worst, the, the way that we get sick is basically when we're in a state of fear, a vibration of fear. And that's when we're, we're welcoming, you know, any flu or anything like that. So, you know, we can fight back and, and keep control just by looking after ourselves. Yeah. And this is very important because, um, the most people see the situation on this world only from the perspective of health. But um, you can also see the situation from an economical point of view, from a political point of view, from a geostrategic point of view, and from a military point of view. And this is... Um, this is very important because if you see it from different point of views, then you can think, for example, okay, um, let's say the vaccination has, for example, can help you for 70%. What is with the other 30%? Who is the one who has produced it? Yeah, where are, who are they? What is the history? What have they, un they done in the history? Who is sitting in the top management of these companies? For example, there are, um, you have the communist regime of China, 
you have the Communist Party of China. And for example, there are two million party members out of China in, in the whole world sitting in top management positions in many companies, also pharmaceutical and electronic companies. Yeah. And these are things, if you, if let's say it this way, if you give these kind of thoughts space to grow, then you start to think differently. Then you start to think, okay, um, the, the British regime said, okay, in the vaccination, there are microchips. Hmm. What kind of microchips? No one knows. Are they maybe for me good or not? Only for analyzers? Or could they do something else? Yeah. And the and if you get the knowledge or if you if you have the question in yourself to ask where who is the who is the producers of these microchips, then the answer will come to you. And this is the way you can see the things. And then the situation is you have to take the courage to dumble down the rabbit hole. This is something never can no, no one can else can do for you. Yeah. And that's that's my that's my opinion. That's my advice to you guys. Thank you. There's there's something on my mind that um we should probably define what health is. I mean, just look at that, because all our definitions are negative. Um health is uh when you don't have disease, uh or you know, when you feel good or, but, but what is it really? Because the way, the way we see it now is that when we're not healthy, um, that we have, to, there's something that needs to be fixed from the outside. Um, it's always something outside that we need to get where we, our health is because of a deficiency. Uh, it could be a, a vaccine deficiency. You know, uh, when you put it in that context, it doesn't ring true. What What is health? Health is when we aspire, when we're able to do those things, to be free. When we really define what health is, it brings in all those things. It's life. It's it's freedom. It's the ability to 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 do to be to connect with the universe. <clears throat> what we have right now is. Uh, we define health as, as this mediocre state where uh, uh, our bodies function good enough uh, to get by. Um, and so health has become really disease management and an ongoing thing. So in the future, one of the, one of the things that, you know, and I'm speculating here, of course, is with the, uh, with the vaccines and now they're talking variants in many different forms and this will be a seasonal thing that our idea of health will become dependent on continual upgrades from another source and to me this is um, this is so against who we truly are and and it touches on the spiritual level but I think you must have a, a proper spiritual outlook to be truly healthy as well. Uh, it, it, that doesn't mean religion. Um, uh, spirituality is, is is something yet again, and it, <clears throat> so I think it's important. Yeah, what, what what is health, and 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 what is happening here that we are becoming used to this idea that we're going to need uh, continually need, and will we rejoice 
when the latest vaccine comes out. What is happening to us as a society? Uh, I'm not saying the vaccines are bad. I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> you can see there's a sudden rush of uh, emergency vaccines put out under emergency authorization. Uh, they haven't been fully tested and they won't be till 2023 or thereabouts. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm coming from. What, what is health and why do, we, why do we think that we always need something out there to make us whole? Thanks. So as a holistic registered nurse and also growing up in the Philippines, I've always thought of health as a continuous um, motion of just always balancing in order for you to live your life to the fullest, meaning to the fullest that you could enjoy your family, you could enjoy your dreams, you could enjoy as a child, you could really play. And so some of those things I didn't get a chance because I was sickly. But on the other hand, that sickness did not stop me from, from really continuing learning. Why am I sickly? So I believe that for my personal experience, because I was sickly, because um, the, the physicians were not accessible to me, then that became like an avenue for me to learn and for my family to learn and depend on, on natural resources, on your cultural background. So I'm looking at this situation that it, it could, it, it feels so terrible. And, but then at the same time, this, it's like a nice breeding ground for something more powerful. So, and I agree with everything that you guys said in terms of not depending on other external force or just like some, some, someone, something will make you feel good. And now I, as a woman, and all of you guys have, have mentioned this, I guess, at, at some point in your life that you women are very intuitive. You women are like, like as if we know, we always have that gut feeling. And so that became, I think, my, my power of minding what my body is. So growing up, it's always like, hmm, if I feel uneasy, I'll start checking it out. And that's what happened when that announcement for quarantine happened in February. Right away, my, my, my stomach and my heart didn't feel like it can't be. So, and because of practice of pra knowing your body, then, so I'm talking to women, especially feel your body and what it tells you, because that is really a key to this madness, okay? We can, I, I like to listen to all of this, but at some point, you, I like to settle down late at night or early morning. And as just what Hartmut said, all the theta stages of your cycles, that's like perfect. It's like then we go cosmic because like, you know, the sources that really that connects us to the source, to the God whom we respect is like that we have time to listen. So these are the things that now in the midst of confusion and in the midst of mud, we can come out to be the winners. We can come out to be victorious. So and earlier as a group, we had a discussion do we have want really this title? And I said, whatever 
the globalists or the people who's trying to manipulate, indoctrinate us to the oomph degree that we lose our mind, we lose our sanity, we, will, we can use that for our advantage. Oh, thank you. Um, Jane, do you want to say something? Well, I, I always go back to, I love what you said, Grace, but, and I always go back to how does fear control us so much, right? We're all afraid of dying. That's the main control. And so if you go inside and realize that you're an energetic being and, you know, something that doesn't just die, it goes on forever. That's the first way of conquering that fear. And so I'd like to just throw that out because to me, that's a real, that's a, that's the control mechanism. And we're also really afraid of disease. And I, I, with my training, I saw disease as, as a trainer for the immune system, as a cleanser, as an upgrade, as a time to rest, as a positive thing. I've always seen it that way. So I I don't go into the same fear, but I just I want to throw out those two things. I have I have to add something. This is very interesting because today I had um, a one and a half hour conference call with our next guest, which we, who we will have next week on the twenty third. It's uh, Gabriele um, Kathleen Kowalski from Germany, and she is uh, the CEO of the, the Delta Institute, which is a um, spiritual institute. And she's doing a lot of also TV shows and also um, podcasting concerning the, from the, concerning the situation on this planet from the cosmic point of view. And uh, today she said something very interesting. She said, she doesn't like the word ascension because we are the normal human beings who are in this business or who are the spiritual human beings. Um, we came from there. We made a descension. We came from there to this place. But the, um, the dark side, they needed to make an ascension because they cannot go to someone else. So the situation is we bring the knowledge from the higher dimensions to this planet. And um, this is uh, a very interesting point of view I, I learned today. And um, it's something where we, um, uh, I don't know the word in English. I think it's putting, it's putting the right word in English, putting through so, so the desert, putting, is it right? Yeah. So if you have one big putting, and then you have small, and then you and and you took one small putting and put it, and and this the big putting has a small, a, lot, a, a very slow frequency. But then you have a small putting, and this jumps in the big putting, and then it has a higher frequency. So the bigger one will adjust the smaller one. But if there are many small puttings in the big putting and have a higher frequency, then it's opposite then the big putting will get the infrequency of the small ones. This is understandable in English? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. But it's why we all need to raise our frequency and can't be so well, affected by fear, right? Yes. Yeah. And it, 
there's another thing too. It's like disease. You're saying disease. People are afraid of disease, um, but disease and illness um, teach a lot. Uh, you know, people who have cancer, they go through remission. They find that they they learn a lot uh, about themselves. So you know, the the, the disease state isn't this, uh, uh, um, you know, dark thing. It's a part of transformation it's a part of learning it's a part of unfolding um you know it's 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 we, we tend to get polarized between good and bad all the time uh, we get lost in good and bad um but uh i was surprised years ago reading isaiah that god um made created both good and evil and i was kind of shocked at that because i thought god was a uh, you know, a superhero fighter for good only, uh, but he created good and evil. So disease is not, you get trapped in the idea of good and bad. You must rise above it and say that these are only the forces that I'm observing to bring about transformation, to bring to another level. So when you get disease, it could be, it could be karma. It could, it, it may not, uh, it may be something else, but there's always something to learn. Usually when we're not feeling good, or, or, or uh, it's because we're not treating ourselves properly. That could be a mental thought, continually, um, um, you know, evoking certain emotions in our body by thinking about bad things or, or things, and then this gets out of control. Um, so this is another way just to, to, to kind of raise above it is, is to actually <clears throat> see it as such, like, Sometimes I think, you know, the, you know, the Hitlers of the world and the Stalins and, and, uh, well, we could go to more contemporaries, but what is their role? Are, are they really bad individuals or are they taking the lead? Are they, you know, the earth energies, let's say, uh, that we need to bring balance back in the population? Uh, are, is this the function? Because we can blame them as being bad people, our, our bad effects, but ultimately it's us who, who makes this decision deep down inside. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is uh, this idea of disease, the COVID being evil, bad, uh, the fear that it brings, what's, what's going on? And if people have an idea, maybe that can help. And, and I suppose for me, uh, I see it as a psychological war. It could be that uh, just the dark shadow of humanity uh, trying to make money by rushing out certain agendas. <clears throat> or is there a big bad devil somewhere who's conjuring all this up? Um, and it's easy to fall into that trap, though, of it's something else out there. So I'm getting this, continually getting back is the idea that if we can navigate and understand and we make that connection, preserve that connection, we can we can understand what's going on. We can make better decisions. Our gut feeling. I mean, to be locked up, <clears throat> we just know certain things aren't right. Um, so what do we do? Do we just do we just see it's so insidious that if we don't do something, we get used to it. And at some point, you know, we have to say, no, hang on. I don't want to go that direction. Um, 
to once again what what can you actually actually do you have to i suppose what COVID does is it forces you the whole thing forces you to really look at yourself and your situation and what you're really doing on this planet um so it's a disease that has a good side i mean whether you you know if you believe it or not i mean there's there's something out there whether it's the flu or not but it's certainly been weaponized uh it's certainly been taken advantage uh to control lots of people against their will but why are people putting up with this why are they so afraid um and that has to stop we have to be brave okay i'm going on and on sorry guys I, I want to say I, a few words that came into my mind, like when Jane, when Hartmut, when you were talking about your your conversation with that with our guest for next week, what that reminded me is also a teaching from other people is going inside, incension. So instead of ascension, because there's really that connection has been like on the one of the portals have been disrupted, but so and as Carl also mentioned, is that you learn more about yourself. So you go inside in and incension all the time. And when you, Carl, you mentioned about the psychological warfare, from my study and from my experiences in the Philippines, having that history of over 400 years of Spanish colonization, the Japanese and the other thing. So if they, and, and then watching and learning other people's culture in third world countries, if they get you to that fearful mode, if they get you to the changing your script, your language, so, you know, in a very subtle way, that, that effect, that long time effect is much more severe than just killing you up front. Um, okay, I don't want anyone to kill anyone. So, but that is just the subtle, and so if we are not aware of that, and I, I learned that a long time ago, that's why I was also sensitive when people say words to me. I learned to be courageous and not to take it personal because I know words are powerful. So it's just interesting that, oh, let's, say, let's say, oh, Hartmut, you told me about the, the native German language, okay? So well, that's different from, and of course, or in Ireland too, right? There's a native thing. So in the Philippines too, we have we haven't have script that we didn't learn. So when you when they change those things that you think it's not important, that's really crucial. And I appreciate Z's podcast because he's trying to keep that culture, and that's important. Of course, they, in our culture, there's also flaws. But that's when now our intuitive and the women mothers, women leaders come into play. Because in all culture, you'll see that the women makes a big difference. Wise women, there you are. And I'll, thanks, Grace. And uh, I think for me, it's also about keeping it really simple. You know, like Carl, I think mentioned before that there's a lot of information out there. Um, even from a mindset point of view, there's so much out there. It's just about doing small things every day that are your daily habits, your rituals that keep you, you know, afloat. Um, and it's also to be, for me, it's also about being conscious of what not to do. Uh, and a classic one is not paying attention to the news. Uh, I think naturally what happens is, and anytime I've been part of 
something that happened that was tragic in my life, whether it be friends of mine that were killed or, um, you know, wars back in Iraq, you naturally gravitate towards the, the news and you just plug in and you continually watch it. And I remember in those instances in my life, even when that happened, I realized that there was a point where I just had to switch it off because it was just the same stuff being repeated and in many times being sensationalized. You know, so it, it is at the moment we are, and even as much as uh, we all know who the World Health Organization are and we all know what they do, good and bad, but even them themselves, they said that it's not a good idea to continually watch the news. You know, just watch the government. If, if you really want to know what's going on, just tap into it, get on the government website, see where the hotspots are, and, and that's where you, the, the places that you've got to avoid and do that. So even they, uh, out of all people, are telling you not to watch the news. But I, I find the more and more I talk to people, generally they're just plugging in every day. And that's why the state of fear is continually being drummed back in and we continually stay in this vibration of fear because we're just watching you. So my, anyone who's watching this, please, for the love of God, do not watch the news. If you really want to know what's going on, just go into your government website and check out what's going on there because all that's going to do is just continue to keep you in that state of fear where you could actually be doing things that are productive for your life, like taking care of yourself, you know, go and exercise, communion, you know, making sure that you are um, connecting with people more and more because this is what's going on with the whole COVID is, is driving people apart. We're wearing masks. We're not, we're distancing from people. We're doing all the things that are unnatural for us as human beings. So and watching the news doesn't help. So turn that off and actually look at doing things that are natural for us, which is actually, you know, taking care of ourselves, talking to each other, communing with each other, and uh, just being, just focusing on how do, how do I become more happy in my life? That's, keep it that simple. Yeah, you brought up some good Good points there. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, they watch the news and they become afraid, just like you were saying. And then, I've, you know, know some people who just won't watch it at all. And they'll just, you know, go about their life and they say, well, I can't handle the fear or it makes me anxious and they, they won't even know. So I'd almost say on the other hand, you do want to be like somewhat informed. But like you said, you can go to the direct sites, like you can go to um, like the VAERS and get like direct information on like side effects from different vaccines. And you can look things up yourself um, directly from the source. And um, Carl, you brought up some interesting points also um, about like God creating both good and evil and talking about, well, maybe some of the people in history who have caused depopulation, or maybe it was a good thing because maybe there were too many um, people. Like, is it, and is that what you were getting at? Or I just wanted to ask you to um, what you meant by that. Yeah, it's sort of like that. As obnoxious as it sounds, um, it's it's kind of, you know, if we take out the wolf and the predators, um, you know, what... Nature works in balance, dynamic balance. When something happens, it reciprocates. So if we've taken out the checks for our own species, um, you know, we have medicine to keep people going now. Uh, we, the water, adding chlorine to water, well, chlorine's a toxin, but it's probably the, the greatest thing uh, to help civilization grow. Uh, our numbers are large now, and sometimes I wonder, <clears throat> I take that view because um, maybe this is the view that the super rich have, you know, uh, they have power, uh, they see their world being destroyed, 
maybe the you know climate change uh and they go how 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 can i help how can i control this how can i do it better um and so you have the culling factor that comes in i mean <clears throat> i remember years ago reading about uh, 2,000 elephants in South Africa were culled for their own good, for their survival. I was horrified, but, you know, we have finite space. So is this the kind of thinking that gets into the minds of certain people? Uh, you know, what what makes someone decide to send armies to war and, and thousands of people get killed? It, it takes a completely different mindset. Is... is is this a good or a bad thing in the long run? You know, from that perspective, I don't have the answer, but that was that was that was my way of kind of justifying it is to see it as, you know, good and bad is really the transformative energies to bring it to a new level. So when we see conflict in the world, is this way of nature trying to resolve it to bring it to another level? Um, so, but. I, I, I think just in, in passing, I think the mind, what we think is very important. We have to guard our thoughts because there's one capability that we have um, that was discovered in 1927, quantum physics is uh, when all the other scientists came up to Einstein, they said, we have a problem. Um, we're affecting the outcome of the experiment just by looking at it. And this is a fact. So what we think tends to manifest. And I've always thought like in the movie, The Matrix, when um, Morpheus kind of puts up the battery and says, this is what we are, we're a battery. Well, I would think that we're actually, uh, we're manifesting engines, that if we can program us with the right ideas and the right thoughts, that's the world that will come about. So if we're all put into fear, and we're giving these horrible scenarios. Um, it's a program that has a huge effect. You know, it gets, it makes people sick. It makes people worried. It makes people stressed. It could be a way of keeping down our numbers uh, by a simple program. Not by going in and killing people, but just uh, the fear. The fear is the real virus here. That's, that's what I see. Uh, it, it's more of a mind virus. Um, that's not to negate any 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 COVID thing, but uh, the fear that's manifesting, the politicians that keep copying what they do in other countries, uh, the way information is glossed over, flip-flop changed. Uh, so we have to come out of this. If we don't, if we have the right thoughts, then we can guide ourselves out. And so, it's important to have the right ideas, is, is, to, is, is to take care of them, to manicure them. Uh, and I guess that's a personal journey. I'm not gonna tell people what to think, but I know that by thinking negative thoughts um, uh, and being programmed by TV and listening to the news, uh, it's engineered to to cause chemicals in your body to respond so that you become addicted to it and that's what fear is you know your a, a thought becomes a neuropeptide becomes a chemical in your body and <clears throat> you can get addicted to your own thoughts to your own fear porn uh, um, 
and titles in a newspaper are made to do that, to tie you in, to get those chemicals going. So that's all just in passing. So I've covered kind of the culling aspect, the good and the bad forces, as well as the importance to uh, uh, guard your thoughts, guard your thoughts. Can I jump in? Because I've, I've always believed in the mind-body connection, right from Bruce Lipton to the reason I took homeopathy, because it's true mind-body medicine. And our unconscious is programmed. 95% of our brain is the unconscious brain. And from very early age, we're programmed. And we can get corrupt programs that you know, influence what we do and they can suddenly cause us to react in certain ways. And, you know, even from a very young age, we're programmed to give away our power to, to someone else, that someone else has the answers for us. And I remember listening to a talk by Bruce Lipton and he talked about how, you know, even when we're, you know, six years old and we get sick, what's the first thing we do is our mother freaks out, we go to the doctor, the doctor tells us what to do instead of, you know, listening and, you know, I'm, I, I remember a time one of my girls had a really bad cough and I was studying homeopathy and I tried to give her remedies that were just about the cough. And it wasn't until I asked her how she was dealing with the situation at school where she felt very sad. And when I understood her mental emotional process, I knew the remedy to give her was Ignatia and it stopped the cough immediately. But, you know, that program probably came from me from when I was, you know, when she was really young about, you know, the, how deeply the sadness affected her. And um, I, I just love what you're saying, Carl, about the connection between the mind and the body. And that's really, I think what I wanted, and I think all of us want just people to think about how, you know, I think once you realize the connection and how controlled we are by it. Like I often just say to myself, stop. Until I have further information, stop. Like don't go into the vortex. And then I go gather information. I empower myself. I remind myself that I'm the master of my own creation, that I have all the tools I need to be healthy. And I just don't go into it because I know how the mind affects our physical. I I like your I like your um, ideas, uh, Jane. And I remember. Let me just share you a little anecdote when I was working in ICU. So, because in ICU, twenty years, you know, from morning till evening, it's like adrenaline rush all the time. But then when, there's these few doctors, especially neurosurgeons. You know, neurosurgeons wants everything yesterday or last week. He said, I need a coffee. I need to drink coffee every day so I could be just... <laughs> because I wasn't really trained like that. I, you know, I was trained in the Philippines. And, you know, most of us are mellow. We can act in emergency, but not everything is emergency. So I remember that drink no, don't drink coffee. I want to talk about the health again because this is um, the interesting thing concerning health is 
the disease is only a, um, a symptom or it shows that the energy level in our body is very low. And if we have a high energy, if we are, if we have the power, if we have the feeling that we can, that we can conquer the world, this is when we have a lot of energy in us. And um, this is, this is the feeling where we can also create everything because we, we are producing emotions like cows. Sorry for saying that, but the, this is how, how we do it. And, um, and yes, and I believe that there are specific people on this planet who doesn't want to get us in power. So this means, for example, the, the subjects like pedophilia, the subjects like Satanism, like rituals, all that stuff, wars, they have only one target. Um, please call, please um, read about morphogenetic fields. Morphogenetic fields is our energetic fields where um, where the energy of something is saved, for example, of a situation. And uh, these people, I call them, they work with numerology, and they work by working with numerology. They make on specific dates specific rituals in order to in, to increase around the globe. A morphogenetic field of victim of being a victim and this is the reason why we feel many times so um so so depressed and this has nothing to do with us and uh, this is this is very important because in that case the people um yeah for example the 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 fires in australia 500 000, uh I don't know how many animals died. My 500 million, I don't know. It was really, it was a lot of animals. And they took these, the death of animals every time before they start something else. And, um, and the situation is they need it because we are um, from, the, from the cosmic cycle. We are on a very in a very specific time right now. And the Earth has tried to, let's say, ascension, let's say, in a specific way, to increase its frequency. And but it needs us to do this, and we have to be in a specific state in order to help the Earth for doing it. But if we cannot come to this state, for example, by um, by the situation, or by, for example, also the measurements, what they are doing right now. This is, has something to do to disconnect us from the universe because we can go with our souls in higher dimensions. They can't. And this is, in my opinion, very important. And so uh, it's very important that we, only by doing our job and by doing what we can do in order to increase our energy and uh, to to also value humanity, for example, by, by helping some people, by supporting people, listen to one. Yeah, This increased the energy um, on this planet, what they don't want to have. Thank you. Zahi, Mary, anyone else? <laughs> well, just quickly, the, the vibration of the planet is raising. And we need to raise our vibration with her, not not lower it with fear. So totally agree. Z? 
Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Zico. Can you hear us, see? Yes, uh, you know, I can't agree more, and I think I'll be repeating myself if I'm saying, but it's worthy just to say once again that it's, it's just all about uh, looking after ourselves. That's how we raise our vibration. It's as simple as that. You know, individually, we have that responsibility. If if the whole world took that approach, my goodness, we would, we would be in just one day, if not, you know, one month, it'd be a completely different world. And I think a few different people have talked about raising your frequency or raising your vibration, but I don't know if, if one of us could just define, you know, at a basic level, like what, you know, what, what that means to somebody who's not familiar with it. Um, like I know raising, you know, in yoga, people talk about raising your frequency, your thoughts. Um, if kind of one of you could speak on that. I, I, I suppose I wouldn't put it in terms of raising, but rather... Uh, connecting uh, to uh, a deeper source. So <clears throat> I, I suppose one of the things is we're, we're electromagnetic beings. Uh, everything is frequency and vibration. Um, so I think when people say raise your vibrations, it doesn't necessarily mean going to a higher frequency in the physics sense, but rather uh, perhaps a more coherent vibration, a vibration that is found throughout the universe so that we can resonate with it. It's not a discordant, I think in terms of discordant and, and, and resonant vibration. Uh, and, and the way, the way we connect our biology is, 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 is part of nature. This is the way we access everything in the cosmos. Um, and that's why the mind body connection is so important. Um, it seems like we have been, <clears throat> we've been dumbed down um, that we've forgotten our true capabilities and who we are and that we're now being hijacked uh, to, to have fear programs which create energy uh, uh, which can then be harvested. If you wanna look at it in those terms uh, from you know ancient writings from the watchers and the uh, the gin and all this, there's extra dimensional entities that wallow in our uh, emotional fear and stress. And this is behind certain rituals that take place is to, is to uh, um, release and acquire that energy. It's a distressed energy and they even have names for it like LOSH, L-O-O-S-H. But this is, this is through the history. This is through the history of mankind. Uh, this goes on. So you can you can look at it. Oh, this is an extra dimensional thing. It's just invisible. There's there's many dimensions around us. Uh, the invisible one. When you daydream, that's another dimension. Uh, but it boils back to minding ourselves and our thoughts and our own integrity. And I think uh, if there's anything good about what's going on in the world. Uh, it seems to force us to look at this because we know, um, well, for me anyway, because I know time is short and on this earth, and yet uh, I, I'm an internal being. And I always uh, remember uh, that movie with Russell Crowe in it, Gladiator. He says, what you do here today echoes for eternity. 
it's not going to echo in eternity or did echo eternity. What you do now echoes for eternity. So for me, that's very powerful because it always goes back to your core self and realizing that what I do now, who I am, resonates with the deeper timeless dimension. You can call that spirituality or whatever. But I see it as, as a connection. That's getting back to the higher frequency, Mary. It's more a resonant with the deeper aspect of self, which is, in, in my world, God. You connect with God. Anyway, that's my take on it. And for me, like, I totally agree with everything you said, Carl. It is about resonance. And, you know, it's been said many times that there's really only two energies, love and fear. And so when you're in fear mode, really the door isn't open to your heart in the love energy that puts you in resonance, which also puts you in touch with the unified field, what we would call, you know, a higher intelligence, our intuition. And so we, we remain cut off from it. And yep. we're also giving off our louche through fear. It's like a lower vibration. So I think through your breath, through getting in mm -hmm. touch with nature, through connecting to your heart and through forgiveness and realizing that there's only love and fear. Um, you know, all these things help you stay in a higher vibration and you can feel it. I've been in really depressed states when I have chosen, okay, enough. How can I help? Universe, how can I help? And my heart is open. I'm now in a state of unconditional love of, how can I help? I'm here to help. It, like you said, Carl, it vibrates for for a long time, what we do here. And I can walk, it's bizarre, but I feel my heart open and I can feel that higher vibration, that love vibration for hours to days. And I know I'm on the right track. And once you feel that, you, you never forget it. It's like, what? yeah. Yeah, I mean, just there, like you said, it, it, it it's like, <clears throat> there's no, it's it's not that complicated. It's the intention to connect to the higher source. Like you said, you know, God or, or whoever, what, what what's my higher purpose, whatever it is. It, it's that, saying that intention to something greater than yourself, uh, it, it, the way you just did. And that's, I guess it's prayer in, in another form. Uh, uh, but it's an intention. That's what that's what prayer should be anyway. It's it's an intention. <clears throat> it's an intention to be open, to connect, to look, to be part of, to be guided, and it and it works. Uh, I see increasing uh, the energy from the point of view of a scale. Take it one is uh, prism slavery, and ten is creation and freedom. Yeah, for example, an engineer, if an engineer wants to produce a new computer or he wants to develop a new computer, he tries, he makes it by try and error. He he thinks about it and he, um, or for example, he wants to establish a new car or anything like that. He, he, he thinks about it, how he can improve it. And he makes a lot of mistakes and, uh, but, uh, but he never judge about himself to make the mistakes. He only wants to make it better. Yeah, and this is a creation process, and um, and to become in this creation process where you can only observe how to create, and not to judge. 
this is, in my opinion, a very high state of freedom. For example, let's say this is 10. Yeah. And the other side is slavery and the feeling to be a victim or, for example, to be in a prison. This is one. And we all are maybe between five, six, seven, three, four. Yeah. So we every day we are on this on this scale. Yeah. And this is, and then we have to every time or every second we have to decide, okay, which decision what I can do right now brings me in the direction of becoming a creator. This is for me the way to increase the frequency in myself because and this is the way how I can increase the energy in myself and to get a feeling for more control and for more power in my life. This is how I see it. Yeah, usually we place conditions on ourselves. I was just sort of thinking like, why, you know, I want to do this. I want to aspire to that, but but I need to do this and I'll do that before I get to there. And that's when you start to do that, then you start looking for things outside yourself. But it's to make that intention connection all the way there, unconditional. Isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm playing with this. It's unconditional. It has to yeah. be unconditional. Yeah, and all those things you're saying, Carl, stop us from being the creator, right? And connecting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's all this. It's so there's all the whole battle is in the head. It always has been in the head. Uh, uh, the mind. How how do we deal with our consciousness that tells us things? Um, like like our body is you know is in constant communication with our surroundings at a vibrational level. The cells, everything. Um, but we've lost that knowledge of to interpret those feelings. Most of us do. We're afraid of them. We stay in our heads. <clears throat> we're trained to stay in our heads. But if we were actually to kind of stop and actually feel the sensations in our environment and start to interpret those, not, not in language, but as, as a language beyond words, uh, that's a whole, that's a huge reservoir. We'd start to tap into something. And and I suppose why I'm saying this is because I'm, I'm celebrating, <clears throat> I'd like to celebrate the, that we're so much greater than we think we are. And, and, and I suppose just a small little story when I was in San Diego one time, I was walking with my sister along a reservoir and uh, I jumped, I danced, I, I took a leap in the air sideways and I didn't know why I did it. I looked down, there was a rattlesnake. Uh, I hadn't seen it, but my body had sensed it and did something. But that was me. But it was a part of me that I'd only just discovered. How much more, how much more do we have to discover uh, if, if we get beyond our limited thinking, especially when we're being programmed day in, day out uh, to be kept in fear. And as Jane says, and, and, you know, that, that just connects us off from, from, from everything. So, yeah, I think we're going to, we're saying the same thing in the same way again. I want, which is great. I, <laughs> I want to mention something for, for all listeners, for example, um, for, for, for example, for concerning Grace, Jane, Carl, Mary, Z, and myself. We all were in the lockdown 
in March uh, and April last year. And, um, and we decided to make um, yeah, an academy in broadcasting at London Real. So, and this is the reason why we know each other. Yeah, and this is, for example, our way to create something. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, we are, we have the common, um, yeah, the common target to create something to make a difference by broadcasting. And now we are one year later, we are here and doing these things. And we have never done it before, maybe. Yeah, for example, myself, I never thought about doing this. Yeah, but uh, so if you start stopping to fear the situation, and if you think the old the way doesn't work, do something new. Yeah, and then it's, um, it's uh, yeah, we have wonderful friendships here. It's 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 really a very good. Yeah, it, ha it has so much potential. We never thought that we would do now a second broadcast because we started with the first one on Saturday a couple of weeks ago, and it becomes more and more. And this is, um, yeah, this is the creation process. Yeah. Thank you. With the, in addition to the frequency and explanation that you have, Carl, what I I, um, re what resonates to me is the word accretion and then the accretion of, for me, the question of experiences. And when you said you, your body just jumped, so that's one, that's one experience, that's one frequency. So the more that we can keep like just allowing our body to do, be able to experience it, then we continue to acquire add more to the frequency that resonates and that's i guess what happened for me since childhood since i recognized that and i was open to all of the other education so now it will it's not easy for me to just believe in anything if i have to do my own research follow my own gut and again we all talk about how our body just uh, it becomes a storeroom, a storage for a lot of things, okay? But then it's now back to indigenous way is we over, they always emphasize to us about our behavior. So behavior and daily behavior, behavior to adults, to kids, to, so that behavior is like, so if it's something that's kind and gentle and loving, then that frequency can always help us to manage and balance with life. But if it brings, because we can say love, but love, I could say I love you, but if that person I love is already married and I'm obsessed to love that person, it may not be good frequency, <laughs> okay? So, you know, so as, and Carl said, we bring conditions. So now, because all, all of that, right? So it, it has to, and when we, when we say again, creator, someone might say, well, that's why they created all these 5G other things. Cause that's, you know, they're being part of the creation. Now that's another, a thin line again, you're being a creator, but is it a creator for just your goodness or for everyone's goodness? So it's, it's a whole, it's again, it's what we feel. And when you said, feelings because they always say don't be emotional you're too emotional and they're saying like oh don't 
let your emotions out oh, don't your something override your oh, emotions override your perceptions and it's like we can keep ignoring now carl from what i understand also now you can expand on this they said we're all in intention we all have an intention mode but the key is how come others can manifest it or can can have it a reality so right now as a group we have an intention to make a difference that it won't go into the new world order that they want we want to have a new world paradigm that we think is better so how can we make that into a reality and i believe this is one way correct that's a <clears throat> that's a big question mm -hmm. um yeah uh, how, how do we make it our reality? Uh, I think it comes down to just just uh, uh, realizing fear is the biggest enemy, um, uh, and and it's also we can develop, like I was saying, if we get to know ourselves, um, <clears throat> then we can trust ourselves. And we can trust ourselves in the event of diseases. You see where I'm going. You, you, you. The fear starts to go out when you start to realize um, what we are, what, how we've been made, and and I suppose <clears throat> this is. I, I, it's quite fascinating that there's so many people in the world. Uh, we don't know where we've come from. We don't know the extent of the universe, either through the, the extent of the cosmos or we go down to the intensely small. Everything becomes blurry at both ends. We don't, we don't know who, we can't put our finger on it. It's not something that we can take off the shelf. Um, so it all boils down to this other dimension of, 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 of learning to trust a deeper aspect. And... Um, because we're all made of the same stuff, we're all of the same origin, we all come from the source field, um, we all have that capability. <clears throat> and I think it is with intention, and I mean by that, um, I've always been fascinated, for example, how animals relate. They don't necessarily have vocabulary, they use intention. That's why your dog knows when you're coming home because you've intended it uh, to go home. You, but if you pretend to go home, the dog doesn't pick up on that. It's, it's when it's a true intention, something happens. And so perhaps we can start by saying, um, I want to see through this fear. I want to see through this dark cloud that's, that seems to have seized everybody. I want to be uh, true to myself and true to the source and not to be afraid. Um, I don't make it sound too simple, but uh, if, if one says any more, then I'm telling people what to do. I think we have this deeper aspect within us and it's there for everybody to find, discover, and to hold on to, to live by. And so the most, also the most important thing is doing, of course, not only the intention and to do, because the most people, or what the most people, I know it for myself, 
I love dreaming and then I'm in a different dimension, but doing doesn't come from itself. So I have to do it. Well, <laughs> that's about a true intention. True intention. <laughs> yes. You know, that's how you know it's true intention because there will be doing. Yes. And uh, for this reason, thank you so much. Uh, I want to uh, thank the audience for listening to us. And our true intention is to make a difference by bringing this information out to you and to bring very interesting um, guests on this show on Tuesday at this time, uh, 7 o'clock uh, London time. Two, uh, it's 2 o'clock EST, yeah. And uh, next week we will have um, Gabriel Kathleen Kowalski from Germany. And uh, she is, as I said, she is the CEO of this, um, she's, she's the CEO of uh, the Delta Institute. And uh, we will talk about the situation on this planet from the political point of view, from a from a historical point of view, and from a cosmic point of view. So be excited, and we are looking forward to listen to bring the show to you in the next week. Thank you so much for listening. And let me just say again, thank you to the audience. They may just be viewing now and stayed quiet, but I know that they're watching and. Please, if you like this conversation, please share it, okay? Because this is really where the action goes now. If you want, if you're a little scared and you, 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 but you know that it needs to be said and to be informed, please share. That's a big support right now. It's all about sharing, staying in the community. And so make Freedom Broadcasters one of your community. Okay. Mabalos and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.